guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this live broadcast. So here's the deal. I can't look at the camera, so don't get mad. I'm not allowed to look at the camera. That's the uh, the oath that I made with the uh, local highway patrol here. I told them, you know, I wouldn't look at the camera if I did a live stream. So I think we can kind of meet in the middle on that one. <laughs> but I think it's important. I got a little bit of time uh, while I'm driving this morning. And I uh, just wanted to uh, share something that I felt the Lord speak to me last night. So uh, it's kind of an interesting word. I think it's a now word. And I just wanted to share it with you. So, again, I'm not going to be looking at the camera. Don't get mad. I'm not making eye contact. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry that I'm not able to make eye contact. But I still think that it's good that we talk uh, when we have the time. So uh, the Lord put on my heart, uh, you know, I've been praying about the church and the body of Christ and what God is, is wanting to do in the United States and in our nation right now, especially with the body. You know, the Bible says that uh, we're meant to be the head and not the tail. And I think that there's been a lot of issues, I think you would all agree, in the body of Christ, uh, where we have not been the head. Instead, we've let culture lead us, dictate to us what's social, you know, acceptable. Uh, you know, unfortunately, um, there's a lot of cancel culture going on right now. And so this is what we're seeing here in our country is, is there's the churches in, in many ways, some churches, not the remnant churches, but some churches are bowing down to the things of man, and they're unfortunately allowing man and the rules of man, which really is uh, total lunacy, to dictate uh, what we are able to speak about, what we're able to do. And this is this cancel culture is dangerous. It is uh, every day I hear more and more reports where uh, unfortunately it's, it's happening more and more where churches and pastors are not preaching on certain issues. Uh, you know, some people are even willing to change their teaching style, and uh, it's just happened a lot in our country. It's like a disease in the body of Christ because the Lord, uh, his intention for us is to speak the whole truth of the Word of God, the entirety. And this is what sets up a believer for success. And there's also power and authority in the name of Jesus by the power of his Holy Spirit to heal the sick to do miracles, signs, and wonders, to push back the enemy. Um, so th this is a very important uh, thing that we need to talk about. Now, there's been, you know, it's like a disease, like I said, that's, that's infiltrated the church, this cancel culture, and this, this subtle change of doctrine where people just aren't willing to speak on certain issues when it comes to marriage, when it comes to, um, you know, all different types of things that are now uh, considered to be uh, hate or uh, wrong in the eyes of the, the liberal, the leftist culture in the world. But we have to stick to sound doctrine, and we can't bow down. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word does not change. It never returns back void. There's power and authority in the name of Jesus, as I mentioned earlier. So we, we can't change our doctrine. We can't bow down to the cultural correctness. And uh, unfortunately, we've also allowed a lot of sin into the church, compromise, sin, uh, pastors. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, articles that it, it grieved my heart last night. I saw, you know, a, a very uh, respected leader. There's an article, and I believe he did say this, that said to get the vaccine. You know, I don't think that pastors should be dictating to, to Christians or any leader in the body of Christ, for that matter, to get the vaccine. I think that's a personal choice. You need to pray about that. You need to ask the Holy Spirit, ask, ask the Lord, 
And then, and then on top of that, and again, I respect this leader very, very much. Uh, in fact, I know uh, most of his staff. Uh, but this particular issue, I'm just going to say it, it's, not, uh, it's not something I agree with. I don't think that we should be telling people to get the vaccine. I think that's a personal choice, and I think you should look into it. You should ask the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, for me, I, I've already made my decision. I feel like my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and I believe that God gave me an immune system. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, you know, he, he didn't make a mistake when he made me. I feel like he took his time, made me fearfully and wonderfully in his image, as he did you. And so that's my perspective on that. And I don't think a pastor should ever be out there encouraging his congregation to do that, or any ministry leader for that matter, any, anybody. That's a personal decision that, between you and the Lord. And when it comes back to sound doctrine, you know, another thing that I'm seeing, there was another article yesterday, and it, it shows these pastors that spend a ton of money on shoes and on clothing and on, you know, just they're living this really extravagant kind of like celebrity-style lifestyle. Uh, by the way, if you just tuned in, I'm not looking at the camera for a reason. Don't get mad at me. I made a vow to the highway patrol that if I did a live stream while driving, I would not look at the, uh, the camera. So please forgive me. Uh, but uh, that's the only way I can do this and do it in accordance to the law. Otherwise, if I look at the camera, I'm breaking the law. So I'm, I'm looking at the road. But let me go back here uh, to this thing about these pastors wearing these really expensive clothes. Now, look, I'm not saying that a pastor or a leader in ministry has to live in poverty. I'm not saying that's the intention of the Lord. Uh, God's given certain people an anointing to be funding uh, different things in the kingdom. So he's brought, you know, there's already been great wealth and great resources that have been brought to the kingdom. But what I notice, and this is just my observation, is a remnant minister. I would consider myself a remnant minister. People that are willing to stand and, and speak about the wickedness and the things of this hour, stand for the full gospel of Jesus, the entirety of the Bible, and preach the entirety of the Bible, and live out the entirety of the Bible to the best of our ability. Remnant believers... I believe that, you know, it, you don't see a lot of rich remnant pastors is what I'm trying to say. Uh, most of the guys that are these celebrity type guys are more motivational. Uh, they're not speaking the entirety of the word of God. They're leaving out key parts of it. Um, people are coming to them, kind of making idols of them. And again, I'm not here to bash pastors and ministers, but I think we have to have these conversations because I think that it grieves the Lord that these pastors are allocating these funds for things that they should not be. Like my wife and I, we have made a vow, and we will stick by this. If you knew my wife, you know she's very strict when it comes to this. And so am I. But we're, we're not going to go out there and spend uh, king, what I call kingdom money that we could be spending to get you know people saved, set free, healed, delivered. We're not going to be spending that on extravagant things for ourselves. That's ridiculous. All we need really to do is just to live you know, it, it's more than a blessing to be able to live comfortably and be a minister of the gospel. That is, to me, that's humbling that people would trust us with that. And for me, I, not only do I have to answer to man, but I got to answer to God. And so how am I going to justify the Lord buying some several hundred dollars of shoes or a shirt that costs several hundred dollars? As long as I have a nice shirt, you know, that's I, I can go to wherever, you know, I mean, you know, as long as it doesn't have holes in it and it looks presentable then that's great. I don't need some extravagant shoes or some extravagant car or some extravagant... Now, again, I'm not bashing the pastors that live comfortably and maybe a little nicer than we do, but I just think there's a, 
there's a point where you got to look at it and say, come on, am I spending and allocating the, the funding and the money and the resources that God has availed for this ministry? Am I spending that in a way that honors and pleases the Lord? So, you know, there's some things that we got to do. We got to clean, you know, house. The Lord's coming back for a church without spot nor wrinkle, without compromise. And the Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And I would, I would go as far to say there's, there's a lot of leaven right now. And I think this is why the Lord is allowing this very challenging time in our country, because it's really a time to reflect on ourselves. Say, Lord, what can I be doing better in my life? Now, this is to the remnant warriors and to those that understand and agree with what I'm saying, and you get it. You know, I know God is testing us right now. He's testing us, not only in the area of finances, but just in every area of trust and patience, waiting on him for his timing, trusting him that he, he does hear our prayers and that he's going to respond to the prayers of the righteous. This is a real testing season. It's also a season where there's a separation. And I think this separation kind of has to happen. You know, we're going to be making a list. It's kind of funny, you know, but this is where we kind of, what we got to do now. People are asking, where is there remnant churches in my city, in my community? And the Lord put it on my heart to, to put together a list of remnant ministries and churches in each state and each city. Now, that's a, a big task, and it's going to be obviously a working document, as it's not going to be final when we post it. But we want to start putting up exactly that, the pastors, the ministers, the people of God that are actually willing to stand, that are actually willing to preach the entirety of the Word of God, that are actually willing to stand for righteousness and live in purity and holiness. And again, none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes. Thank God for his blood and the cross of Calvary. But, but the thing is, is that, you know, we, we, ha we have to be at least willing to do our part. And I believe that's what will bring the, the fullness of the anointing of the Lord and even revival to our nation is when the church says, you know what, Lord, we missed the mark. We missed the mark. We, we didn't preach about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary. We didn't preach about repentance. We didn't preach the entirety of what your word says. We've missed the mark. We've allowed a celebrityism to come into the culture of the church. We've allowed uh, all these different leavens, you know, if you will, to come in. And, uh, and we need a consecration. We need to return back to our first love and return back to the fullness of what the Word of God teaches, not be extravagant. The Bible says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Transparency, accountability, humility, repentance. These are the things that lead to revival in our country. And if we don't look at our house and say, Lord, what can I do? Now, I want to talk about one more thing because I think it's very important, is, is that sin is a disease. And there has been uh, a lot of compromise in sin in our personal lives. Many people, okay, many people that I talk to, that I mentor, and I've had to deal with this as, as well in, in, in the ministry over the years, where the Lord said, look, Todd, you got to stop doing this particular thing. And I may, may in my flesh not have thought it was a big deal. But God and his Holy Spirit convicted me, and I had to turn from that behavior. And, uh, and I would encourage everybody to seek the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord, Lord, are there areas in my life? And we, this is an ongoing thing. It really never stops until the day that we die. Are there areas in my life that are grieving you, Lord? And if they're grieving you, what can I do? To, uh, to repent of those things. I want to turn from them. I don't want to do them anymore, Lord. And some of them are hard. You know, the, usually it's the hard stuff because it's that last couple of things that maybe you don't want to give up from your old life or, 
you know, something that you kind of know is wrong, but you didn't really want to acknowledge it, you know. But, you know, I, I always give the analogy, you know, the Lord wants to come in every room of your house. And sometimes we'll have like an upstairs closet, maybe in the third bedroom, you know what I'm saying? An upstairs closet, maybe it's in the attic, something that stinks. And we don't want to give that particular thing up. But the Lord is, is not just coming, we, we're not just inviting him into the downstairs, the living room, the family room. Oh yeah, Lord, here you go. We want the Lord in every room. And so many, many people, and I believe this has brought sickness, it's brought disease, it's brought a lot of problems and issues in our personal lives and in the body as a whole, because we have not addressed the area of sin. There's not a lot of accountability. There's not a lot of discipleship. There's not correction. Correction needs to take place. And, and the way that we've moved in the Christian culture as a whole is there is definitely a major lacking in the area of discipleship and accountability, especially for those in the ministry, but all people. Because in the, in the modern-day church, especially in a lot of larger churches, you can kind of slip in and slip out and, you know, talk to who you want to, but the pastor may not even know your name. So how is he being a shepherd or she being a shepherd if they don't even know you and your life? They're not. And so that's one of the pluses about what I like to call remnant churches. Now, can there be large remnant churches? Absolutely. I give the, uh, the analogy a lot of Jack Hibbs. You know, a friend of mine, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, I believe he's a remnant pastor. He's got a large church, and there's many, many like this. But, but in a church like that, there's, there's smaller groups where there is accountability. And so there is a structure in place to have accountability, discipleship, mentorship, and just fellowship, friends, where we're laying hands on the sick, where we're, you know, going through life issues together. Maybe it's your son or your daughter that you're praying for. Maybe it's someone else in your life. You know, so those are the things that the body of Christ, the hands, the arms, the legs, the feet, come together to stand. And what about the big issue of our country right now? And, what you know, the, every day people are calling me and they're saying, I'm so disturbed, I'm so concerned about the direction of our country. Well, hey, this is where we need to be having prayer meetings, you know, groups of intercessors, uh, you know, coming together and praying and travailing and contending for our nation. Because God will respond. I know many people are not believing that God is going to respond. I'm believing that because I believe that the Lord responds and hears the prayers of the righteous. It doesn't take the whole nation to repent, but he wants his righteous remnant at least to repent and to be in alignment in accordance to his will. And I believe there is because I talk to people every day that are part of what I call the righteous remnant here in the United States. And so because of that righteous remnant, but we got to make sure our house is in order because there's leaven. There's leaven in the body. So go, let's go back to some of the things as I recap here. Very important words the Lord spoke. He said many people are sick in the body because they're allowing a continued sin that they have yet to repent of, and it's brought sickness, not only physical sickness, but spiritual sickness. So today is the day that we're meant to repent of that sin and to turn from that unrighteous behavior. If we do that, the Lord will heal our body, heal us spiritually, physically, mentally, and, uh, and we're going to have the energy, the endurance to continue to move forward in Christ and not grow weary. The second thing, we have to get rid of the celebrity culture, the people that think that they can go out and spend God's money on jet planes and 
you know, all this ridiculous stuff that's not needed. Now, again, there might be some circumstances for certain ministries like Samaritan's Purse, maybe, I don't know, that have jet planes or whatever. That's fine. I mean, I'm not saying everybody that has a plane is a sinner, but come on. Uh, a mega church pastor doesn't necessarily need a plane to skip around the country, okay? If the Lord has opened those doors, praise God. But, you know, you don't need that. You don't need to be spending God's Not when there's people that are hungry and that are, you know, giving to the ministry the last couple of dollars in faith. Now, the Lord will still bless that because he blesses the individual. But as, as the ministry leader, uh, how are you spending that money? How are you... Um, you know, using the, the resources and the provision, are you using it for the best things that you as a ministry leader could be using it for? Or are you buying designer goods? I mean, that's just, that's sin, friends. I'm going to call it out. It's sin. If you're, if you're a pastor and you're receiving large amounts of money from people that are donating, you know, trusting you, and then you're going out and buying ridiculously expensive shoes and, and suits and all that, that's sin. That's gluttony. That, that you're not spending and allocating the money and the resources of the kingdom in the right way. And I believe you'll have to stand before the Lord for that. And I believe you need to repent. And, uh, and again, and, and the last thing, if you're a pastor and you're out there telling people they have to get the vaccine, listen, you're being used by the enemy. That's a personal decision that somebody needs to pray about and seek the Lord. You should not be out there giving that type of advice. You should, you should tell them to pray and seek the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit if you're really meant to get the vaccine. So three very important points. Three very important points. What I feel like the Lord is doing in this time and in this season is he's consecrating his church. He's getting his church ready. Now, the hour is late. We don't know the time or the hour when he's coming, but the hour is late. And so he's getting his, his church ready. And so we need to get our house in order and we need to get the leaven out. And um, that's why when, you know, I asked the Lord, listen, even the, I know it's a silly thing. And some people are like, you don't need to do it. But even with the live streams, you know, I only have so much time in my day. So it's important for me when I have a couple of minutes to do the live stream like I'm doing right now. But I wanted to make sure I did my due diligence because I, it says even the appearance of evil, even the appearance of evil. And so as a minister of the gospel and someone that takes that very seriously, I wanted to ask the people in law enforcement, hey, am I breaking the law? Because that would probably be considered sin and they said just don't look at the if you're doing a live stream don't look at it you know you can drive and keep your eyes on the road and as long as it's hands-free you're okay so that's what we're doing now i know some people say well that's ridiculous pastor todd you're taking it too far i'm not listen there was a time i remember i was i was driving and um i stopped and parked in a in a parking lot i think you know for some reason i think i was going to a store there or whatever and a piece of trash fell out of my car and the wind blew it and I was like, ah, whatever, you know, the wind blew it. And the Lord said, you better go get that piece of trash. I said, really, Lord? And, you know, and, and he convicted me. Now, that sounds ridiculous to some people. But to me, it was something that I got convicted about, littering. And so, you know, it, these are the things we have to respond. I know some of these things sound so silly. But it's, it's the obedience that the Lord cares about. The obedience, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And, it, and you know what? We're all going to sin because the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us are perfect. But the thing is, is that he gives us conviction of sin so that we may be teachable. And that, you know, and that pleases the Lord when we respond to that type of conviction of the Holy Spirit. It pleases the Lord. We want to be pleasing the Lord in our walk. We want the Lord to say, well done, good and faithful servant. The day that we die.
and we're welcome home to glory. And we are living always, always in view of eternity. We're living in view of eternity. We are passing through. We're in the world, but we're not of it. We can't get discouraged with the headlines. We can't get discouraged with the things that we see happening. Sure, we can pray against them. Sure, we can be active. Sure, we can do our part because faith without works is dead, right? But the thing is, is that we can't get this discouraged spirit. We got to be victorious and encouraged, moving. And sometimes we need to encourage ourselves like King David did because many of you are dealing with adversity and much spiritual warfare. If you're in this battle as the remnant church, you're dealing with warfare. I guarantee it. And so, in fact, I always say, you know, if you're not dealing with any type of warfare at all, ever, then you have to ask yourself if you're really doing everything God's asking you to do. Because remnant warriors are probably dealing with warfare, I'd say. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, thank you for letting me share this this morning. I'm on my way to meet a dear friend, uh, Pastor Scott McLeod. We're going to talk about some kingdom stuff, but uh, I just wanted to... uh, to share this with you this morning as I feel the Lord put it on my heart again. I'm sorry I didn't get to uh, look at you. I'm sorry I didn't get to read your comments. We'll do something later maybe where we can, you know, interact a little bit more. But I just wanted to share this word. So I hope it blesses you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for all that you do. You are loved. You are empowered. Uh, I'm not here to, to judge or condemn or beat you guys up. I hope you didn't feel like that from the word that I gave. It's just uh, really something that we need to do. We've got to get rid of areas of sin. It brings sickness. It brings disease. It brings mental sickness. It brings spiritual sickness. The Lord want us, wants us to walk in a consecrated manner. In fact, the Bible says, be ye holy, for I am holy. And this is going to set you apart, kind of like a Nazarite, honestly, set you apart to do the fullness of what God has for your calling uh, because the laborers are few. And, and he will set you, uh, you know, right into the ministry. I'm telling you guys, it's amazing how real God is and what he does. It's amazing what he does. I've seen it too many times. So, all right, I got to run. Love you guys. Bless you. We'll talk soon.